Evans is in the suburb, but it's something where just the we always were coming back downtown to Augusta and still seeing new stuff, trying new, these new restaurants. And I mean, this is a great place to live, and we're we're happy, and we're you know planning to be here a long time. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for tuning in for this special episode of the Drop the Disc podcast. This is a continuation of our Avid Augustine series. Today we'll be talking to Dr. Chris Ewart, the head plastic surgeon and one of the owners for Augusta Plastic Surgeons. This is a business that's been in the city for over 40 years. And Dr. Ewart talks to us about his involvement in Augusta, growing a business in Augusta, as well as being a transplant to the city and deciding to settle down here. This is a great conversation if you want to hear great things about Augusta. We really thank Dr. Ewart for coming on and for supporting our Augusta Rock Show and helping us donate money to the Salvation Army Center for Hope. Don't forget to leave your rating or review when you do enjoy this broadcast. We really appreciate it. It does help us to grow. Every episode that we do is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates, but you won't hear any ads today as this is an Avid Augustine's miniseries. So kick back, buckle in, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we have a special episode of Avid Augustine. And actually, David, this is a um, sponsor for our last Augusta Rocks concert. This is really exciting. You guys were one of the people that helped us to donate uh, over $3,000 to the Salvation Army Center for Hope from our last concert, Yeah, which was extremely exciting. We want to thank you on air so much for, for that effort and for doing that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And uh, we're here today with? Uh, Dr. Chris Ewart, and uh, with my, my wife Angela is also here. Um, I'm not how, sure how much she's going to talk, but we have a she, line open for yeah, her, yeah. just in, in case, case, just yeah. in case. And what do yeah. you what do you do? And uh, I'm with Augusta Plastic Surgery, and I've been in uh, private practice since 2005, and practice has been actually in business since 1978. Um, so yeah, we've been around a long time. Wow. Awesome! Wow. Yeah. So what's real quick? What's the story on that? Do you, are you like the head, the yeah. head of the practice? Um, so we actually have a partner, uh, okay. Dr. Uh, Michael Tracci, and he's been with we, me for three years. Um, and before that, uh, Dr. Randy Smith, he's the one that started the practice. And so we just recently, well, not recently, but uh, we moved out to um, Fury's Ferry, uh, Martinez, Evans area. Right. And we did that uh, three years ago uh, last month. Congratulations. Yeah, thank very you. Very nice area. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good change. I mean, we, we like being downtown at the hospital. Um, I live out in the uh, Columbia County, and yeah. it's a little easier out yeah. there and, and everything. But, uh, I mean, we miss it a little bit, miss coming down downtown, grab something to eat or, or whatever. That's right. So we'll take things back a little bit, actually, now that we've got this idea of who you are and what you're doing. Um, what we like to start with is kind of getting, like, an origin story, right? So are you from Augusta? Uh, so, no, actually, I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Not far. Yeah. No, not at all. And that was part of the reason why, I mean, my wife and I, we, um, when you, after you finished medical school, which I was doing that in Columbia, we, I was looking for residency programs and she said, you can go to Columbia or an hour within Columbia. So, you know, I had, like, I was very limited on kind of what we were looking for. Right. Um, so I said, okay, all right, we'll see. I think Augusta's pretty close. So, so we you guys can, are you know. both from that area then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so we, um, but yeah, we grew, I grew up there and did uh, high school and actually went off to college uh, up north uh, in the Midwest and then came back and did med school there in Columbia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So when you came back to Columbia and then you ended up deciding on Augusta, like, 
you're already in the capital of South Carolina. You know, how did you choose to, to take your profession to Augusta? What made you decide on here? Because um, an hour from Columbia is a pretty big circle. Yeah, yeah. So, well, the residency, there's your limited kind of residency programs where you can train. Yeah. And so plastic surgeries, which was what, with what I do now, mm-hmm. you have to do some training in general surgery. Mm-hmm. And they have a great program here in Augusta. Um, and so the, I did that for five years and then two years of plastic surgery training, which they also had that here in Augusta. And so you knew from day one, plastic surgery, um, from med school, I, I kind of leaned that way. Okay. I'm, uh, very artistic and it kind of fit together. So, and that's where that's, and since they had a program here, that was one of the reasons why I kind of was leaning toward come to Augusta. Can you explain that a little bit, like how the artistic ties yeah. into what you do? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, and I get it a lot, actually, why did you go into plastics? So my my dad was an orthopedic surgeon in Columbia, and he was always into, you know, hammer and nails. And, you know, we, we had this big workshop. We couldn't even park our garage in the garage. Everything huh. was just, you know, wood. and Very orthopedic and yeah, surgeon. Yeah, totally. Right? So it fit him perfectly. <laughs> and so my mom was an artist uh, on the side. And so something where that was kind of, you know, my deal, like I, you know, I love more creative things and, and artistic things. And so I kind of put two, both of them together because I really love the medicine part and my dad taking care of people and, and the response he got from that. And so the uh, plastics was perfect. Okay. Um, and I, I think probably the biggest thing is I love visually seeing results. Yeah. Um, and you just can't do that when you're on general surgery working on the gallbladder. You can't see it's gone but you can remove an appendix you don't really know that that happened yeah perfect perfect example (laughs) (laughs) yeah you probably did what a thousand appendixes yeah yeah so i could take out a colon or appendix or gallbladder in a heartbeat but i just yeah it's not something that i ever do anymore i get that (laughs) so you moved to augusta you started plastics did you start at one of the hospitals here university yeah so we um i uh still um have uh, privileges at the university and and doctor's hospital and everything like that. What does that mean? How does that work? So when you, um, I watch medical dramas, so I know, but you know, so, uh, (laughs) I'm not employed by the, any of the hospitals or never have, but so in private practice, you still need to have the ability to uh, admit patients to the hospital or see patients in the emergency room. And so I took a call for a long time where I'd see patients in the middle of the night for dog bites to the nose or lacerations, such and such. Mm -hmm. And um, over time, I've kind of progressed to do more cosmetic surgery than trauma or reconstructive type surgery. And so uh, I still have the ability to, if, if a patient has some issues or troubles, I can still admit them to the hospital, so I have privileges there. Okay. But um, for the most part, we're basically just doing most of my procedures in our office. Right. And we have a surgery center there. So you so, started with them in what year? So it was 2005. Okay. Yeah, yeah so 16, 16 years now, yeah. I'm curious, when you moved, here were you commuting from uh columbia at the time no no we just moved yeah we moved we literally drove over and said we need to find a house like we the uh we matched in this residency program it's a Mm -hmm. match like you don't get to choose where you actually go it's like a draft it is like literally a draft and you just yeah Yeah, i know that uh medical or the mcg thank you mcg used to be or <laughs> I don't know if it's GRU anymore but MCG yeah. they have match day it's like a huge mm-hmm. deal huge deal exactly same so it's exact same thing same thing did mm-hmm. you okay. like have a baseball hat and you put it on when you came over here um <laughs> I don't think I had that 
but I can't even remember that day, actually. I think once you go into med school, I mean, in residency and general surgery, you lose all memory of, of life <laughs> because I'm basically, I was on call every other night when I showed right. up here. Um, I was doing pediatric surgery and trauma surgery and general surgery. And I mean, I was literally lived at the hospital. I mean, I would see her for maybe three or four hours and then I'd be gone at the hospital for like 36 straight hours. And uh, we had two kids during that time. And so you know, I don't, she, uh, I, more props to her. I mean, it's amazing. Right. She took care of everything yeah, while absolutely. I was doing that. So you moved to Augusta in what year? Um, so uh, actually 1998. Okay. So yeah, I graduated med school in 1998. So residency in that same year. So when you it. moved to Augusta in 98, what were your first impressions of the city? Um, so we literally moved uh, to Martinez. We lived in a neighborhood called Oak Brook, which is literally across the street from my offices now. And um, Smart. But we we liked it because the, I mean, Columbia, I mean, the traffic wasn't terrible, but it was like something where we were always going through traffic and dealing. And we're like, oh, I guess there's no traffic here. People we're like, in Columbia are not good drivers, <laughs> by no, the way. No, now I think that they're a little, little, little better here. For they're a little better here. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Columbia, South Carolina, not Columbia County. Uh, Just want to make yes, sure exactly. for people at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we, we liked it. I mean, we loved the small feel of it. And in fact, that's one of the big reasons we stayed because we, our kids were young and Angela was like, you know, that's, this is great. It's a small place. Then we have, they have nice schools. People yeah. are, we, the people are so nice here. Let's just, let's bring our, our kids up here. So how old are they now? You've been here for over, over 20 years total. Yeah. So that's how old they are. <laughs> <laughs> so they were born in 99 and 2000. Okay. So yeah, 20 uh, my son turns 21 on uh, Sunday. Congratulations to Shout him. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him up here. So, yeah. Can we Open have a beer bar. Up here? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> brunch. Hit up the brunch. It'll be the cheapest beer you ever buy. <laughs> um, so, you've been here. Well, what high school did they go to? They went to Augusta Prep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were at Westminster for a while, and then we moved them out a little closer to where we were, we were living and um, love both schools. But, yeah, we were at Augusta um, Prep for when they graduated. So you guys are basically transplants that have moved here, started a family here, raised a family here, and now you now you run a business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've, this, I've, this is basically home now. I mean, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else in my life. That's um, crazy. Mm-hmm. How has your experience been overall? How have you found the city? You know, what kinds of things do you guys like to do? Obvi- I mean, I, I do want to interject. Obviously, Augusta has meant something that you put Augusta in your business name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I... I kind of, I did actually join, there was already a presence since 1978, but the, uh, what, what better name could you have for uh, plastic surgery than, yeah. so people, that's the first thing they look up when they right. want to, you know, look for plastic surgery in Augusta. Kind of just, the website was, was there for the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the fact that there wasn't really much of a website when I started. Um, <laughs> and so, and fortunately one of my hobbies is marketing, website design, things like that. That's I actually great. like. Uh, did a tremendous amount of research and learned like I probably spent 100 hours and she drove her nuts because I was literally coding websites back wow. when I was, I was trying to do surgery <laughs> that's and, before and like coding. wordpress right like you're it sitting was. here oh, typing yeah. html yeah it was <laughs> I hate that for you by the way yeah I, 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 I forgot it all you know I spent all that time and then you don't need that anymore um between so. that and the residency you're in trouble <laughs> yeah yeah that, exactly and plus I spent all this time you know creating you know working with Photoshop and Illustrator and creating all graphics. And I do like a lot of the stuff you see on our social media and we get into that later, but I do, I do a lot of that myself. I mean, I'm one of my hobbies is like video creation and I own way too many cameras and drones. And are you saying that you are responsible for some of those TikToks? 
Uh, yeah, I unfortunately have to admit that I am responsible for 80% of them, probably. <laughs> you need to teach me your ways because I don't understand it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I try to keep up with the times. And, you know, we have like a relatively young staff. So they, uh, I learn a lot from them. Yeah. So. Some inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing is they're young enough that they'll participate. So it's, uh, it's good. That's when we hire, when we hire everybody, that's part of the questions. Like, yeah, have you been in theater? Are you willing to be in front of the camera? Yeah. So uh, love that. So I'll revise my question then, because <laughs> clearly you spend a lot of time inside doing marketing things when you're not working. True. true. But when you do get out, what kinds of things do you guys like to do? Um, actually, we were uh, Chris and I were talking about earlier. I uh, mountain bike. Um, so uh, I mean, we do a lot of different things I've, together. She hasn't mountain bike too much anymore. But uh, personally, that's one thing I love to do. Just get out there on, on the fats trails. Yeah. And uh, those people that um, keep those trails maintenance all this do such an amazing job i mean such i wish I, I feel bad that i don't go out there more and help but it's something that they <laughs> you know i truly enjoy it's one of the best in the whole southeast um mountain biking absolutely and are there any like you know do you guys get an obviously you're a little bit involved in the community at the very least because you're helping us do our events and you know who are we to you guys we don't get plastic surgery <laughs> <laughs> but w- what yet. other kinds of community involvement do you guys do with the business or personally yeah so um that is one thing that we got involved with about five years ago is with safe homes of augusta um and love so, them yeah fantastic nonprofit. yeah it's it's amazing what they've done and it's it's unfortunately something that people don't like to talk about and so they have a difficult time raising money and yeah. someone there was genius enough to create the uh fake it to make it yeah idea and that really took off um we just happened to get invited by some friends to their very first one they had and um we uh, had the best time. I, I was actually said, I'm not going to go to this. I'm, why are we going to this? This is not going to be fun. <laughs> you know, like I can't imagine sitting and watching somebody just lip sync for, you know, five minutes and how that goes. And so, but it was incredible. It was such an amazing experience. And and everyone that hasn't been has a similar idea that I've talked to that's like, I'm not going to that or what, you know, it doesn't sound yeah. that great. And then everyone that goes is just blown away by what it is. And the fact that it's that fun and the raising this money for this cause that's hard to raise money for in the first place, um, is incredible. So I was like, we need to do this. Um, you know, I always, I've always had a little trepidation in front of the camera. And so it's something that I've kind of improved over the years. And we were talking earlier how I can't sing. So this is great. I don't have to sing. I can pretend like I'm singing (laughs) and then actually be on stage in front of the, you know, um, people and raising money for a great cause. So have you done it? Have you? Yeah. So I did it the second year and, uh, wow. We, um, I try to take it to the next level. I use that my video skills and marketing <laughs> and stuff. And so I created all these videos. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite ones is where we dressed up like a full band out in front of uh, Little Caesar's Pizza. And, you know, I was on the mic. We were dressed like Bon Jovi. And we had someone, we, we created an amp that, that was uh, made of cardboard that was um, uh, Little Caesar's Pizza. And I made a Little Caesar pizza guitar that we f- had a fake amplifier that would, a plug that would go <laughs> in it. And it was so funny because we were there filming um, for probably 30 minutes to an hour. And the uh, some of the staff came out and says, did corporate hire y'all to come promote for Little Caesars? I mean, could we have people honking and driving? Because we did it like literally around five o'clock. So it was cars <laughs> everywhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was great to kind of help raise money. That was the first video we did for that promotion. And we, I, we promoted it for about three or four months before the actual show. And then, um, yeah, I put a lot of effort in the show. We actually ended up winning. I mean, I raised 
I think between fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars. And, and um, what song did you do? So uh, if we did a little medley, a okay. little medley. Um, the biggest, the but the main one was uh, Bruno Mars. Um, do you remember what the song was? I'm not sure, but we did a little medley with. Okay. Of, uh, we had. Um, Cocoa Puffs the first time. <laughs> no. That, <laughs> I'm blanking on the name, so yeah. But it's, uh, watching you do and dance to Bruno Mars, I don't need to know what song it is. I just want yeah. that video. Well, the, the video, Beyonce is the, the one. yeah. Actually, that's probably the <laughs> Beyonce. One. The Beyonce. Yes. We um uh we I was wearing tights doing the um, and a leotard. Love yeah. that. Oh, uh, it was tights. It wouldn't. No. <laughs> Can we get just one picture, Angela, of that? It's on YouTube. We oh, will promote this episode aggressively with yeah. these pictures put a, and videos. Um, put a ring on it. That was the song. That Solid. is a, You just do the, like, flip yeah, your exactly, hand dance exactly. as you walk. Yep. Yeah, yeah we copied because Justin Timberlake did that on Saturday Night Live where all the guys dressed up in tights and leotards. Right. And so Solid was, choice. Uh, Solid choice. We did that for my fraternity lip sync, but we did not wear... So you didn't go all in. So, so you, you actually have me beat. Yes. yes. No. That's the only reason we won is because we went all in. So you did <laughs> win. You did win. Yeah. Yeah. That's we won. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. It was so much fun. That's really cool. So kind of pivoting to the other side, we've talked about like community involvement. Let's talk about Augusta Plastics itself. Um, so you guys are a business. You've been open since 1978, you said, but you haven't run it the whole time. So take us through like the history of the company. Yeah, so uh, Randy Smith, who is a pillar in the community, he uh, unfortunately passed away several years ago from uh, pancreatic cancer. But he basically um, uh, started the um, Gusta Plastics in 1978. Um, he did a tremendous amount of of combination of reconstruction and cosmetic surgery, and you know, he was one of the you know few plastic surgeons around at that time. And he was uh, a great business person as well. So he actually. He's one of the people who started Georgia Bank of Trust um, back in the late really? 1980s. Wow. Um, so he was doing that as well as his practice. And so it was, uh, I didn't know anything about business when I came out. So, and I had worked with him during residency because we do a rotation over University Hospital um, during that time. And I just, you know, he was a great person to be around. And so um, I learned so much business from him during the you know, early years there. And it's just it's kind of taken off from there. Um, so we, and we do a little bit of, you know, we still do uh, reconstructive surgery. We uh, do a, a good bit of brush reductions and skin cancers, and um, we do some breast reconstructions, um, and uh, but a tremendous amount of cosmetic surgery, um, and that's been a real boom, you know, over the years. I mean, that used to be something that was kind of hush hush, you know. Right. And nowadays, it's look what I have had done, you know, type <laughs> yeah. thing, and people are willing, you know, fortunately willing to you know, to admit they had done things done and, and to, it's, it increases people's confidence so much, um, that it's, it, it, it makes people feel good. It's just, you, I, I love to see people come back and have so much happiness that they didn't really have sometimes there. And so it's, uh, you know, I love what I do in combining, you know, the actual surgical procedures and with the artistry and everything is, is, is it's great. I, I mean, I love my work. Now, when you say co cosmetic, what exactly are you talking about? So uh, cosmetic, aesthetic, uh, just basically something that um, creates uh, a more, um, a look that's more beauty, um, more attractiveness, something that's, and again, that's so like an elective type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah. It's elective. Yeah, totally. So that's something that, you know, people choose to have done. Um, so in majority of the time we're operating people that are, are fairly, fairly healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and 
know, something that there is still some overlap with cosmetics, so like for the breast reduction, for example. I mean, it, it's something that people have get uh, back pain or uh, shoulder pain, discomfort, mm-hmm. and so we uh, reduce their breast size. Um, but at the same time, it also lifts the breast up, makes it look better. So there's a you know some combination to uh, a lot of these procedures. How much like I, I think what you do is very interesting because I almost know nothing about it. So I won't ask a lot of questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to keep it focused. But like, how much like you you mentioned art and you mentioned like creativity. How much creativity do you do you get to employ on like the average procedure? Um, that's a great question. So, um, you when we go through training, we mm-hmm. learn principles. Um, so we, you know, there's always certain things that you have to do. But every single body type is type is different. Um, and you know, there's I'll do. Um, you know, specific markings and stuff before I go into the operating room. But once I get to the operating room, there's a lot of techniques that I'm not sure what are going to work. Mm-hmm. And it takes a, a, a good visual eye to know, you know, what looks right or what will look right. Um, I mean, there's even some physics involved with different things on how on tension and um, gravity as well. But uh, it's it's really just a, a visual eye that, that makes it look better. I mean, you have to be good with your hands right. as well. And that's where kind of the artistry and being able to draw, I think, helps a lot, too. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and, and there is some, it's, it's subjective on what looks good and what doesn't to other people. So, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a big part of it though. You've got to be able to, I think, employ a lot of empathy to be able to like have that conversation with somebody and, and understand exactly what they're trying to describe to you and recreate it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing there. Um, I try to put myself in the patient's, you know, mind if I, all possible. I mean, it requires, you know, the right questions to ask and see. I mean, everybody, again, has a different idea what they want. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, making sure they understand or have realistic expectations on mm-hmm. what they can be achieved. Because um, I want to make sure if they're going to go through this and it's for their confidence and, and make them happier that they know that, you know, some things we can achieve, some things we can't. And this is not, you know, this is not then create happiness, but something more of, of confidence. And then, you know, you can work at other things in your life to, you know, to get, you know, feel better about yourself. So I, I'm curious, um, your, your, your company, um, well, not your company, plastic surgery in general, uh, it's more women, uh, approached. And I'm curious, do you have, uh, men that approach you about having surgery done and if they do are they accept you know are they accepted to come to your business or would it be more for someone else uh no absolutely the door is wide open for any uh guy that wants to come in and we 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 have a um you know five to ten percent probably of men that come in for various procedures um you know they uh they're not going to tell other people about it right. uh, it's much less frequent yeah. there but uh, i have people come in and get botox every three months um to keep them looking younger i have men that come in and get you know, laser hair removal or liposuction okay. yeah. and um it's something that uh yeah and and just like the women i mean you can just see how much more confident they are feel better about themselves right. and uh, a lot of men you know have done you know what they can do on their own and uh just come in just it's I see it more commonly where just kind of stubborn areas that we'll treat, whether it's cool sculpting or liposuction. Um, but uh, yeah, still see a good bit. And sometimes it's their wives that are saying, hey, why don't you go in and <laughs> have something done? <laughs> what an interesting field to be in. Because like, what an interesting 
variety of conversations you must have every day. But also you've talked about being like the doctor uh, and of course employing artistry in what you do. But you've also talked about how you also really run a lot of the marketing. What else do you do for the business? Um, I think that covers. <laughs> it sounds like too much already. It sounds I like three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we actually uh, we're we're hiring a, a, mar- a full time marketing person now. We've had really? we've had them on and off uh, over the years, and uh, we're we're hiring somebody new that. Um, I think is going to be extremely talented in, in kind of you know continuing our voice and what we're presenting out there, mm-hmm. and to hopefully carry us to you know a new level. I mean, I think I just enjoy it. I mean, it's something that I'm busy enough now where I, we don't really need a lot of marketing, yeah. um, but uh, I enjoy it so much that I still want to do it. Um, so because right right now I'm really booked out for about six months on surgery. So wow, but it's but, busy. But marketing is very important, especially when it comes to plastic surgery. Because plastic surgery has this connotation, you know, in some areas, whereas it might be uh, cosmetic or whatnot, just not good education about it. And so y'all's marketing is actually educational, and I appreciate about that. Yeah, yeah. Will, will you talk about, like, what kind of things you choose to do the marketing for and, like, how you make that decision? Um, so a lot of before and after, just basic things like, like the before and after photos, yeah. you know, getting those set up um, there. Uh, but the ideas, I think that, for example, when I go mountain biking, like literally my mind is just, I mean, I'm listening to music and things like that, but my mind is just constantly thinking of ideas of what can, can be done. Um, you know, creating different, you know, the TikTok is created like a whole new level of, of things True. that can be done. 100%. Um, but it seems new like we're already kind of doing that a little bit. Um, but I, the, uh, the, I actually combined the, the lip sync and fake it to make it a lot of times in some of the videos where we would play off of the fact that someone was getting implants or, or walking through the office and what, uh, what a, a patient sees when they come through. Um, and uh, it's just we, we try to have videos where it's from the patient's view or the nurse, nurse injector's view and things like that. But education, if we can incorporate education in there a lot, um, and I'll usually try to do that with some sort of um, – you know, giveaway type thing, you know, uh, we did that like a couple weeks ago or maybe last month where I was talking about, um, how implants are placed and, you know, if someone can tell me the, um, amount of CCs that will end up using that day, if they could calculate that right, we'll give away an area of Botox. And so it just, uh, maybe gets, you know, people involved and want to learn. Um, but education part, I mean, I, th- I want to do more of the education part, actually. In fact, once the marketing person comes, I want to try to set up a whole, you know, YouTube type channel where we're just describing what, uh, uh, for a breast augmentation, what you need to do, prepare, prepare how the actual operation is going to go. If you have your, um, you know, if you're recovering and you forget what we tell you, you just push a button and you watch a video and you can see, okay, I should be doing this now or don't be doing this now. So. Okay. Well, I think we've had a lot of different perspectives about this and I think we've we've gotten a good idea also that you guys are really involved in the community in your spare time, which it doesn't sound like you have a ton of spare time, but, but at the same time, doing what you can is really important. Um, Chris, do you have anything? Before we close out, I mean, is there anything that y'all would like to talk about that maybe we didn't touch on? Any plugs maybe? Yeah. Any shout outs? Um, I think that uh, uh, we are going to, they're going to try to do the, uh, an all-star Take it to make it again. 
okay. an all-star January. with like past winners, mm-hmm. past Solid. winners, oh. and um, the uh, you know it's something where they have a, they have a difficult time raising money during you know COVID and everything like that. So I um, I committed to doing it, and it's going to be in January as long as we can hold off this Delta variant, and uh, hopefully we can get people involved and in, and in to donate and and learn more about that. And you know, it's I think it's going to be exciting if it it comes comes off right. That oh. is really exciting. That if people cool. want to learn about that, how can they do that? So they can go to uh, safehomesdv.org, um, and that uh, you can learn more about the uh, Safe Homes and what they do, and they'll have a lot of information on the um, the event once they uh, make some official announcements yeah. um, and everything. So, yeah. Make sure you guys do that because Fake It to Make It is a massively important event locally. And Huge. Yeah. I mean, it rivals the LLS Man Woman of the Year, which is, you know, $100,000 fundraiser type deal. So totally agree. Make sure you guys show out to that. Absolutely. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to close it out with this question. We ask every guest on the show this question. Uh, we're Drop the Disc podcast, and what we're doing here is dropping that disc that Augusta gets sometimes. Um, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city of Augusta or the CSRA, what would your response be to them? Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be here this long if I thought that there was a negative vibe here. And the fact that I've been here for 24 uh, years, 23 years now, um, the changes have just been, you know, improved every single year. I mean, I know Evans is in the suburb, but it's something where just the we always are coming back downtown to Augusta and still, you know, seeing new stuff, trying to these new restaurants and everything else. So, yeah, I. That's for sure. Specifically, I would answer that long, but it would be, uh, I say, you're wrong. I mean, this is a great place to live, and we're, we're happy, and we're you know planning to be here a long time. We That's need awesome. more Columbia County people like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, I'm not going downtown. Like, yeah. Go downtown yeah. and support yeah. local yeah, business. We try to come here once we, a week. Yes, we are down here all the time. We like it. Mm-hmm. Go downtown, support local business. <laughs> yes. Angela, that is a fantastic closing <laughs> yes. line. Thank Chris, you. Thank you so much for being on today. Augusta Plastics, check them out. If you guys have any questions, visit them at their website. Uh, augplastic.com. Augplastics.com. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in to this special broadcast of the Drop the Disc podcast coming to you from Augusta Podcast Studio. We'll be right back in your ears on Sunday with a great conversation with Augusta's own Brad Means. So tune in and we'll see you then. Until then, have a great week and make sure to leave your rating or review.